0: TriVita presents Healthy You, information and inspiration to help you live your best life physically, emotionally, and spiritually with your host, Michael Ellison.
1: Welcome 2023 and welcome to Healthy You. So glad you've joined with us. This is going to be an outstanding time together as uh, we are entering into the new year. A new Gallup poll just came out and reported that Americans now have mental health at an all-time low. 23% of Americans are now visiting health professionals in multiple sessions. That was 13% in 2004. Only 31%, and typically it's pushing 50%, only 31% of U.S. adults describe their mental or emotional well-being as excellent. It's the lowest rating in the last 20 years. My question is, could it be the way we think and what we think about? Does it really matter? Well, let me do my poll Would you like 2023 to be better? I mean, like, I never knew life could be so amazing. I mean, like, almost living with the expectancy of small and big miracles happening. Would you believe me if I said you can and you will hear today? Are you willing to change one thing, and that is the way that you think that things could be different in 2023. Yes, it really is that simple, and I know by the time that you get through with this podcast, you also are going to understand how powerful the way that we think about ourselves and the way that we think about what God says about us makes a difference. My special guest today is... Barry Borthissel, he is a businessman, an author of multiple books, the co-founder with me in starting TriVita. Barry, it's great to have you on this podcast as we enter into 2023.
2: I'm looking forward to it with keen anticipation.
1: Well, it's going to be great. You know, Barry, what I've noticed, okay, in the past two, let's just say two to three years— I'm going to get right into this, okay? This is not typical of what you do to an author or to someone who's downloading content, because you're downloading content, and we've set it up that they can change, but I want to say your life has had amazing changes. In fact, I would say out of anybody I've ever known, your last two to three years is the most transformational in your life of anything that I've ever seen in the past, and i I would like for you to give us a couple examples. How are you living that miracle-like living because it's happening?
2: Well, Michael, you're absolutely right. Uh, COVID-19 did change my life. As you know, uh, we lost 80% of our net worth, and, and at my age, when that happened, what do you do? Well, I thought and prayed a lot about it, and I want to share a little bit of my experience, and I appreciate this opportunity. The first miracle that really happened was I had to realize that I had to change. Peter Daniels, who was on our webpage, says six things about change. Recognize that God is the provider and stabilizer in change. Number two, keep your mind on things you want and also on the things that you do not want. Number three, be nice to people. Number four, be patient. Number five, give God the glory. Number six, do not let your mind be determined by failure. Failure can be the stepping stones to success. John Maxwell, who we all love, said three things about change. Number one, change is personal. I need to change, question mark. Number two, change is possible. I am able to change, question mark. Number three, change is profitable. I will be rewarded by change. So that's the one of the things that I looked at, first of all, when I realized what was happening to us, uh, particularly when it really wasn't caused by anything I did, but COVID-19 affected millions of people around the world and still is and still will do for some time. So, Michael, it was a huge uh, learning curve for me, but I wouldn't trade it for anything. Now, that may sound a little bit ridiculous. But I want to share with you over the next little while uh, why I can make that statement. And I guess if I was to sum up everything that I've learned, I put it this way. I've learned that a biblical worldview has a radical effect on a person's life. And it would take me two or three hours to tell you all that. Yeah, that's big. that's kind of how all of this has affected me in the way it has.
1: So one of the first miracles that happened— Okay, as you thought about the biblical view of yourself related as God views you, the temple?
2: Right. Well, it, the first miracle really came from the pages of the Wall Street Journal. Now, that may sound amazing to some of you, but I want to quote what I read in early 2020. Who will save us now that the monster COVID-19 has broken free? The pandemic has humbled the country and the world and has opened up millions of eyes to this risky universe once more. They go on to say, now this is the Wall Street Journal. For societies founded on biblical traditions, pandemics need not make for the end. In the Old Testament, it would seem that men of spiritual resources may not only redeem catastrophe, but turn the moment into a great creative opportunity. I remember saying to Ruth, like, what does the Wall Street Journal know that I don't know? Well, they knew a lot. And very, very briefly, and, most, and these stories are both in my first book, Body is God's Temple. The first one was Hezekiah. He uh, inherited a country that was in a terrible mess because his father made an awful mess of it. But it was really interesting, Michael, that the very first thing that he did, and this had a huge impact on me, was that the, the temple where God was worshipped in those days had been uh, been damaged and closed for 200 years. The very first thing he did was repair the temple. And I got thinking about, well, today, the church isn't the temple. We're the temple. We're the body of God's temple, and I know I've heard that from you many years ago, but it really hasn't sunk in. That's in chapter 13 in my first book. The other one was Habakkuk. And this, is, this is incredible. He was living in a pandemic. Exactly what was going on then was happening today in our society. He was very discouraged. Well, God said, I want you to write a vision. So the vision was The just shall live by his faith. I thought, well, those two kind of tie together. I'm sure Hezekiah went through that as well. And so I wrote a vision, and I'll share that in in just a moment. And I talk about a vision in my book, and give 13 reasons why everybody should have one. But you, Michael, had a uh, big part in this. I don't think you know this yet, but I'm going to tell everybody. And I quote you in my first book when you said, Kingdom Dynamics by Michael Ellison, quote, Thy kingdom come, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. There is a God kingdom on the earth. Michael, that had a huge impression uh, upon me, and I will uh, expand a little bit about that as we go to the next uh, question.
1: When you were going through that whole process did you accept the personal identity of you are God's temple in your life, Barry?
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I knew it was there, but I, 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 it, it's a hard thing to get your head around, that here we are God's temple. I mean, I, I can't get my head around that, but I know it's true, and when you start living by those principles, then you start to dream and to say, all right, what? how does this work? So... I took uh, Habakkuk's advice, and uh, this is in my first book, and I wrote down my dream. So here is my dream. My dream, or my goal, you could say, is to achieve or develop a worldwide movement that encourages people to understand and live like their body is the temple of God. Now, not too long, (laughs) this is amazing, not too long after I wrote that, I discovered a piece of paper from my first wife, Margaret, who was with me when we co-founded Trevita with you. Yes. And she passed away 22 years ago now. And uh, she wrote and told her friend, her best friend, before she died, you tell Barry. Now, Michael, I haven't read this in years. I forgot about it. You tell Barry not to quit Tridita because the message of the body as God's temple is going to go around the world. Now, wow. in the mystery of all of that, God's given me another beautiful wife in Ruth. But that, that hit me like a ton of bricks, so I thought, well, all right, we'll, we'll go for it. And John Maxwell also said uh, a couple of things he said that a crisis often will reveal number one who you are number two what do you value and number three what do you believe i love what chuck smith said may god lift our vision above our circumstances that we might look upon him the master of circumstances he has infinite resources more than sufficient to meet our needs, and that—that that is very, very true. That's a long answer to a short question.
1: Yeah, but it's—it's—it's it's, it's very powerful in the way that you are talking about a vision that you could see a movement for that to occur, Barry. I, I want to—I just want to go back uh, again to the personal side of it. You must have had a pretty radical transformation in your own life. You must have seen miracles happen in your life that you wanted other people to recognize that and that that really could be a revelation movement around the world, right? Do you have a couple examples of just, okay, you're affirming every day, I am God's temple. Did that change the way you lived?
2: Oh, Michael, I mean— you know, I've always been very successful in business. Yes, you always have. Had a lot of, always had a lot of money in the bank. I didn't have to worry. All of a sudden, at my age, when you lose basically 80% of your net worth, like, what am I going to do? Panic could set in. But with me, it didn't because of this concept of your body as God's temple. Now... I will give you just a couple of miracles, and I've got all kinds of yeah, them, you know, times. Yeah, please do. But I think probably the biggest miracle was the fact in the writing of my first book, Your Body is God's Temple. And what I did was, when I when I began to realize the change in some of the things I've talked about, and I started writing a book, and, and I never thought it would go anywhere, and I finished it, and I gave it to a friend of mine by the name of Jim Jentz. And I said, uh, Jim, I'd like you to look at this. And he pulled me up and he said, Barry, you got to put this into a book. I said, No, 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 I, I'm not a writer. He said, Barry, this has got to be put into a book. I said, Well, that sounds fine, Jim, but my financial resources aren't exactly very good right now. I don't think I could afford it. He said, That's okay. I'll pay for it. Really? Well, Michael, that's a miracle. Absolutely. Well, then. He, then then you get the book done. What do you do with the book? You could put it on ebook, But a friend of mine in in the United States down down in Carolina, um, Ken Hayes, uh, has wanted me to do this for years. And he said, Barry, uh, what are you going to do about the binding? I, I said, well, I'm not sure. And he said, well, I'll pay for the whole thing. So he paid for 3,000 copies. And the miracle is, Michael, I can ask either one of these dear friends to do it, but that's a miracle. that that's how my miracle really started,
1: yes. and and it's it's amazing to see the transformation, but it's also amazing to see the the way that God miraculously is working in your life. You know, Barry, one of the things that, and you put the quote, but its uh, I deeply believe also, to recognize and receive the wondrous truth of being God's temple is the beginning of walking and living a supernatural life. I'm sure the people who are listening to us today, I don't know of a person that I've ever talked to that doesn't want to see the supernatural okay, interaction in their lives. Well recognizing that you are God's temple and living that and affirming that does produce that in your life so you've you've mentioned two times okay oh i know there's been other things miraculously it's happened share just a couple more of those because th- this is something that's big it's more it's not about being not conformed to the world in other words okay well i'm just going to choose to think different no, it's being transformed by the renewing of your mind, as in Romans twelve two, by recognizing I am His temple. Give a couple other miracles. I mean, there was one in regard to the checks that you received. I don't want to, I don't want to take that away from you, but describe that one. It was amazing.
2: Yeah, it was amazing. Uh, I got a call from R C R A, which is your I R S, and they said we think we owe you some money. I said, Oh, really? I mean, uh, you know, it wasn't back taxes or it wasn't a refund. And when I first got it, I thought, this is a fraud. And so I asked for his name and uh, to, to call uh, the office in Ottawa to make sure it was real. He was a very nice man. And let me say this when you're talking to somebody in IRS or CRA, be nice. They have a job <laughs> to do. Yes. So the, I'll let it go there. Anyway, he was very nice. I phoned my accountant and my accountant said, Barry, this is a fraud. Ruth said it's a fraud. I thought it was a fraud. Long story short, I followed it through and they said, we think we owe you some money. Now, it was a fair amount of money, like, you know, about five, dollars $6,000 something, which was large to me at the time. And within a month, I had the checks in the mail. Now, my accountant couldn't believe it. He said, I have never ever heard of anything like this. But That's that's just one. And and one of the things, too, when I go back to the Habakkuk story that I mentioned, Ray Steadman, who is no longer with us, uh, said some interesting things about uh, how to handle and expect miracles. He said, do not react emotionally emotionally to a problem like fear. Restate to yourself the things you know about God. Do not try to solve the problem yourself. Boy, Michael, that hit me like a ton of bricks. So I've had challenges and so forth, but I haven't tried to solve it myself because when I began to realize that I was God's temple, I let him solve it and let him lead. Wow. And that that's just, it, it's, you know, and the other thing I want to say here, this is not a formula. A God's sovereign and God is holy and God's going to do what he wants to do. So I'm not saying that because i went through these things, all these things will happen to you. That's between you and God. Very personal.
1: But is it personal that only a few people can recognize that they're God's temple, or is this apply to anyone?
2: Oh, it applies to everybody. I mean, it doesn't matter. The fact is, it doesn't matter what faith you are. It doesn't matter if you don't have any faith. The fact is that we are all made physically, emotionally, and spiritually— and we all have the potential of becoming the body of, of Christ, the body as a temple. It's available to everybody because, again, regardless of your faith convictions, we were all created in the image of God. Now, some people, doesn't matter whether you're black or white or yellow or whatever, It is available to all, and that is the exciting thing, and that's probably why Margaret said this has to go around the world. Don't let him quit.
1: (laughs) Well, you're not quitting, that's for sure. No,
2: that's for sure. So, Barry, then
1: then how would—so if it's available to everyone, then how would you encourage, you know, our listeners who are listening today to begin thinking in this new way of I Am His Temple?
2: Well, uh, I came up with uh, probably my only quote, I think, that I've ever uh, had in my life. And I said, remember, the choice is yours. We all have the right to choose. We have the right not to choose. But none of us have the right to choose the consequences of our choices. However, not to choose is to choose. And then underneath that, I've got, remember the quote from the world's most recognized atheist." The human body is too complex not to recognize there must be some intelligence behind it. And of course that is the fact that we are the body as God's temple, and that God wants to direct to us, he, God wants to lead us and answer our prayers and all of those things, and it would take me too long to go through all of this, but it's all in the book.
1: Yeah, that's great. Well, I want our listeners to have the opportunity of getting that book, Your Body is God's Temple, because I do believe, along with you, Barry, that it is the beginning of walking and living a supernatural life, and that God does do amazing things in our life when we live as his temple. So on page 16 in the January catalog, for those of you who are listening from Trivita, you can be able to get that. But Barry, how would they get the book, go to your website, and can they order it there?
2: Yes. Our website is, and I will speak slowly so you can write it down, it's called Growth, G-R-O-W-T-H, Partner, P-A-R-T-N-E-R, Network. And on our webpage, you will find six links. Michael is on one of them, and we have assembled speakers from around the world, very qualified to help all of us understand the things that we have to do to live supernaturally as God's temple. And on that page, you will see these six links. Ruth and I handle the spiritual side of it, and uh, if you go to Solomon's Porch Teaching on the webpage, the information is there on how to order both of the books.
1: Yeah, that's great. Be sure and, and get the book. We're going to go into the second book on spiritual authority, because when Barry and I were talking, he started studying in regard to, okay, well, I am God's temple— I'm living, I'm seeing the miraculous that's happening in my life. I want to know what the Word says about my spiritual authority. And out of his studies and the research that he did, he came up with an amazing book. And uh, I just want to say that Christian Post, they recognized the power that was in this book, and they ended up publishing that book. So, Barry, congratulations on spiritual authority. You know, in Chapter 2… In the book, you talk about the secret of spiritual strength. So, okay, I am I am God's temple here on Earth. I now recognize that there's spiritual authority that goes with that, and you talk about the secret spiritual strength of that. Share with our listeners about uh, Chapter 2.
2: Well, one of the things that I have— uh learned in my my study and this whole new lifestyle and quite frankly i don't know where i'd be if i had not discovered this because i would be a physical wreck i'd be worrying how am i going to pay my bills yet they're all paid and i'm current which is a miracle in itself but in my book i talk about the concept of um, the spiritual authority and how it works and i to answer this question could take a long time so i'm going to keep it short but the verse that really hit me, and it's in the book, is Isaiah forty thirty one, And I want to read it to you. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. The word wait means to tarry, to expect to look for great expectations. I can do that. And then it says that if you do that, then you're going to renew your strength, which means to spring up. I said, that's what I want in all areas of money, physically, emotionally, spiritually, financially, every other way. So when I understood what God wants to do and give us the spiritual authority, it had a huge, huge impact on my life. And I'm now... um, I have more of my life behind me than ahead of me, let me put it that way. But at 81 years of age, what this has done for me, Michael, is from both the spiritual and uh, every area of life, I run twice a day. <laughs> the physical. And if as you, as you need to run, get a border it. They'll make you run. Number two, of course, is that back, the emotional and the spiritual obviously is, uh, is God's word. But when you put all of these factors together, here I am at 81 years of age, renewing my strength, soaring like eagles, and I'm bragging now, but at my age, you're allowed to. My blood pressure yesterday was 120 over 72 with a heartbeat of 58, and I have not had any prescription drugs for years. It works, but you have to apply the principles.
1: Yeah, that's great. You are living physically, emotionally, and spiritually strong. Yes. For sure, Barry. In Chapter 5, okay, you write on the conditions of spiritual authority. And I, I think this is a really powerful chapter. I want our listeners to know that this book right here, this is a life changer. And uh, the highlight of that chapter Uh, Give us just a few points.
2: Yes, like the body of the temple, I knew it, but I hadn't studied it. Is that both in the Old Testament and the New Testament, the concept of a vineyard is mentioned. And we all live in vineyard uh, idea of, of growth, but it's the story of the vineyard in this chapter. In a vineyard, there is the main plant, and then there's branches. Well, we are the branches in God's vineyard. The kingdom has his temple, proving it necessary to live in the vineyard because without pruning, and we're gonna be pruned, there is no fruit. So when I understood that and wrote about it in this chapter. I realized that, and this is where I can say I am so thankful to God to lose 80% of my net worth. I am so thankful that I've gone through this because I had to be pruned to do what God is doing with me now. I mean, all these miracles that have happened. If I hadn't been pruned, I would be living the old way. Now, I'm not saying that's for everybody. You know, you have to decide what you want to do, but the big concept here is, the idea of pruning. And the other thing I want to add in this is that in chapter 3 in my first book, and I read this chapter, Michael, uh, probably once a week, God gives us, now get this, God gives us the ability to tap into his wisdom when we're going through trials. Now that may sound strange to you, folks. It works. Chapter three in the book talks about that. In the first book, I'm bringing the two books together because they are so related.
1: They are, Agreed. and so
2: I hope that yeah, it's it's just incredible. So you don't have to read it. There we go.
1: Well, from the biblical reference, Jesus said, "I'm the true vine, and that you are the branches, and yeah. you will bear much fruit." Yeah. Yeah, there's the whole principle aspect of it of the conditions of spiritual authority. When we yield as branches to the vine, then yeah. the vine dresser, <laughs> okay, always brings forth much fruit. Yeah, yeah. this is really powerful, uh, Barry. In regard to it, uh, let l- let me ask you again this question in regard to. Can this be for every person hearing our voice today? Can they experience spiritual authority and live almost that miracle-like life?
2: Oh, absolutely. As I said before, it's open to everybody. I mean, the fact that we're all created in the image of God, we're all His, and this spiritual authority becomes available when you accept Him, and then he, you. Then when that happens, you you become the branches, as you've just mentioned. And he's a vine, and just like a vineyard. And that's why that chapter is so important. If if a branch is not pruned, it does not produce fruit. Period. It becomes dead. And and that that's and that principle is so powerful, and it is applied to us.
1: Well, as I said in my poll in the very beginning, would you like 2023 to be better? I mean, like, I never knew life could be this amazing. I mean, like, almost living with the expectancy of small and big miracles happening in your life. Well, you have heard from Barry Borthissel in how his life has been transformed you are hearing from a man who is experiencing miracles in his life and also with the belief that it can happen in your life. It's not about, as in Romans chapter 12 again, it's not about not being conformed. In other words, it's not just all about disciplines. It's about what happened to Barry, and that is the study of and affirming of I am. I am his temple. I have a spiritual authority based on God's word, and I can expect him to be active in my life. I want you to get his books. They will be life transformational because they are filled with his word, not Barry's word, God's word. They're filled with a lot of Barry's illustrations of his own personal life and what has happened to him. So Barry, again— where do they get their books by going to uh, your website?
2: Yes, again, the website address is growthpartnernetworks.com. And then the information on the book, there's six links on that that I encourage you to watch. They're speakers around the world. Click on the com which is uh, our uh, webpage, and you will get the information for the books.
1: Great. So, Barry, one last word from you in regard to it. Did you journal of these things that were happening in your life? I mean, you journaled it, obviously, in the books, but did you journal along the way that you could go back and just kind of see what was happening in your life?
2: Oh, absolutely. I got I got pages of notes of what's happened over the last three years, which you know, sometimes Michael, I get so excited about what's happening in my life, I can't sleep. And Ruth will tell you that many, many times I'm up at midnight or two o'clock in the morning because I can't sleep because of a new idea of how powerful this temple and spiritual authority concept is, and I would like to also mention the fact when you talked about Romans, We are told, and I get this, folks, we are told to give our bodies as a living sacrifice to the Lord. That's how important this concept is. And you talked about mental health, and you talked about all those things, and I feel sorry for all those people, but this is the answer. There's no question about it. And I would just like to give one other example here. 22 years ago, I heard you make a speech. And it was entitled The Law of Reciprocity. I had no idea what that meant.
1: And a lot but of others so didn't par- either.
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> but it was so powerful, and, and it was so powerful that I did a, a little manual on it. And I, I pulled it up the other day, and I read it. And it's incredible. And, and I quote you here. You say, under the law of reciprocity, when you serve, you will be rewarded in money and what money cannot buy. Very, very true. And so I encourage people, and I'm going to have Ruth just say one more thing before we close here. But don't forget to dream, folks. Uh, Don't forget to write visions. And I want to tell you a very quick true story. The story is about a pitcher named Gaylord Perry. He died last month, but he's in the Hall of Fame. Baseball, and he was a pitcher with a great record with the San Francisco Giants. But he was a terrible hitter. He, he couldn't hit His batting average was 1.30. And Alvin Dark, who was his manager, got very frustrated with him. And he said, you know, there will be a man on the moon before he hits a home run. <laughs> well, be careful what you say. Because within the next little while, Neil Armstrong was on the moon. And they were playing baseball. And they had a a five-minute silence to thank God for all the success. The next (laughs) batter... I laugh at this because it's so phenomenal. The uh, next batter after the five-minute interview was Gaylord Perry. That's
1: what he did, Michael. He hit, a he whole, hit it. He hit a whole <laughs> run.
2: And so I, I thank you for this opportunity. And I just want to close. Um, and Ruth's going to come on. For the importance of dreaming and vision and all these things that we've been talking about. I go back to the story of Habakkuk. When Habakkuk uh, followed God's advice and wrote a vision. And we're told that he lived the rest of his life in peace. That vision was 600 years before Christ. 1400 years after the Christ, after Christ, so that's 2000 years, a man by the name of Martin Luther read that vision, Michael, and it changed the world. 700 years ago, Martin Luther wrote probably the greatest hymn that's ever been written. When Ruth and I looked it up in our hymn book, it was number one. And it's called A Mighty Fortress is Our God, especially when we live as his temple and take the authority that he has given us. So I've asked Ruth just to say a few couple of verses. I encourage you to go to your Google or get your hymn book if you have one. Read all four verses. Michael, it sums up everything we've been talking about. God bless you. Here's my lovely wife, Ruth.
1: Welcome, Ruth.
0: I'm all inspired again, just listening to your conversation. That was fabulous. So yes, here are two verses of that powerful old hymn. I'm reading um, two and three. Did we in our own strength confide? Our striving would be losing. We're not the right man on our side, the man of God's own choosing. Just ask who that may be? Christ Jesus, it is he. Lord, Sabaoth. his name from age to age the same, and he must win the battle. And though this world with devils filled should threaten to undo us, we will not fear, for God hath willed the truth to triumph through us. The prince of darkness grim, we tremble not for him. His rage we can endure, for lo, his doom is sure. One little word shall foul him. And then the last line of the fourth verse, God's truth abideth still. His kingdom is forever. Amen.
1: That's very, very powerful written word, very powerful in music as well.
0: God bless. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you, Barry, and thank you, Ruth, for sharing out of your heart, out of your passion, and may this be a most amazing 2023 for you. Thank you for joining us. We uh, are looking forward to all the great reports and lives being changed with Your body's is Temple and Spiritual Authority books being a great guidepost for you. Blessings of wellness.
0: Thanks for listening to Healthy You. This is provided for your information only and may not be construed as medical advice or instruction. These statements are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. It is intended for your general knowledge only and not a substitute for professional medical advice or treatment for any specific medical conditions. Always seek the advice of your physician with any question you may have regarding a medical condition.